0: that we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom. So check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Marketing and advertising companies get paid big money getting people to believe that they need more stuff. And consumers are told that buying new products will make them happier or skinnier or appear more successful. But The truth is that every single item we bring into our home requires some amount of space, time, energy, or money. Joining me today to discuss this topic is best-selling author Jennifer Ford Berry. So sit tight. This is a good one. before we get into the conversation, I want to share my minimalist moment of the week with you all. So if you are following me on Instagram at Minimalist Podcast, you may have noticed that yesterday I posted a story of a handful of items that I had prepped and photographed to sell on Facebook Marketplace. So here is where my minimalist moment came into play. I regularly sell things on Facebook Marketplace. However, I have been holding on to a few items, a few of which I shared in the story, that I truly wasn't quite ready to get rid of. It's tough. And as I said in the story, I do love all of those things that I posted, but I had to remind myself I no longer wear them. My daughter no longer wears the adorable marigold coat that I always wanted her to wear a lot more than she ever did. But it's okay to pass them on to make room for the things that I love and that I actually wear. And I want to share that moment with you because it was surprisingly difficult for me to choose to let go of these pieces, but I had to remind myself again, they're just clothes. Don't be fooled. I do love clothes a lot more than I probably let on on this podcast. However, detaching myself from the emotions was something that I had to bring to the forefront of my mind because it is hard to detach from things. So, My challenge to you this week is to just pick one or two things that you've been holding on to that feel challenging to let go of, but you rationally know that you no longer wear them. You may still love them, but it'll be okay to pass them on because rationally that is what is true. All right. Well, that is my minimalist moment of the week. So let's get into this conversation with Jennifer Ford Berry. Jennifer, welcome to the Middlemost Moms podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Diane. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We're going to talk today about your new book. It's called Make Room. And I want to talk about why we make room both physically and metaphorically in our homes and then how to best do so there at the end. But before we get there, why don't you go ahead, and introduce yourself to listeners and we'll
1: get started. So I'm Jennifer Ford Berry, and I have been doing professional organizing for over 20 years. It is turn, It started as a business and it turned into my passion and my purpose. And I'm just really passionate about helping women clear away clutter so they can kind of think more, free up space, time, energy, money for a bigger purpose, a bigger calling, and stop feeling like they have to have their stuff controlling their life. So I've been doing this for quite a while. It's also turned into life coaching. It's turned into a podcast. I have I host the 29 minute mom show. Now this is my sixth book. I never thought that would happen. <laughs> so it's kind of evolved over the years. That is crazy to me. It's funny you say that because last night someone asked
0: me, I wrote my first book last March, March of 2021, I think it was released, but they were like, are you going to release a new one? When's your next book coming out? I'm like, oh, I've, I've said it all. I I have nothing more to say. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what else I would possibly say. I don't know. So maybe you'll see me one day release a fiction book that has absolutely nothing to do with, with minimalism because I do enjoy writing, but that's really impressive that you wrote six books. So I'm excited to talk about this one, make room. And again, I like that you do have, more of a metaphorical take as well as the actual, we need to get the things out. We need to make that space for people. But you and your book, you go through why we make room, possibilities, purpose, and possessions. What do you mean when you say
1: possibilities, why we make room? I think it's important for us to take a little time and to daydream and imagine the possibilities because we get so busy and our schedules are so full that we don't have a much time to do that anymore, or actually don't make time to do it. And I think when we remind ourselves that literally anything is possible, we can start to stop being like the hamster on the hamster wheel. That's just an autopilot. And we can think about the ways we want to intentionally create our life. And literally we've been given one life and the coolest thing is that anything is possible. So why not think outside the box, whether it be, Creating the space in your home a different way than maybe your friends and neighbors do, or it's having a different kind of schedule, or it's going after a purpose that is deep in your heart that you've just kind of keep pushing down, and you realize, well, if other people have lived out their purpose this way, why can't I? It literally is possible for me.
0: Absolutely, and I don't think we necessarily connect that our things could be keeping us from all of that. I don't think that we understand the weight of which
1: that is true. Do you think that? 100% because think about how, if you start to pay attention today in the rest of this week of how much time and energy you're giving to stuff, the more stuff we have, the more responsibility comes with it. The more we have to take care of it. We have to clean it. We have to move it around. We have to, you know, pay for it, all that takes away the time and energy we could be putting into our purpose. And so for me, it's not about telling people you can't have any stuff. It's about being intentional with if you're going to have the stuff in your life and be responsible for it, it better serve you and it better serve the kind of life that you want to live. Otherwise, you will look back and you'll realize you've wasted so much of your life on it. And it becomes really clear to me, Diane, every time I clear out a home when someone passes away. I see all their stuff sitting there. They couldn't take it with them. And I am reminded about how much of their life they actually spent of just taking care of it in general. And it makes me think when I'm doing that, I wonder to myself, were they happy taking care of the stuff because there is some stuff that makes us happy to take care of, but there's the rest of the stuff. that just becomes a job and a chore. And so we want to know the difference and we, you know, the two questions I tell everybody to ask themselves is, do I love this? Do I use this? Because there's things in our home that we love and we just look at them and they make us feel happy or they remind us of a good memory or an accomplishment. And then there's the stuff that it's just, we use, but we might not love it. Like maybe you use your blender every day, but you don't necessarily love it. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't fall into those two categories, you really want to get clear and wonder if it's something to let go of. Mm -hmm.
0: I think people get stuck because they do ask themselves those questions. I just uh, interviewed Tara Clark of Modern Mom Probs about uh, her mom being a hoarder. And I would say that her mom probably responds, I don't feel those way about these these things. I don't feel those two questions about those things, but I sentimentally cannot detach myself from them, especially I think if something we own has been a family member or loved one that has passed. I think that that makes it complicated. And so really fast, do you have any quick advice? I, I love to talk about sentimentality, but do you have a best tip on how to deal and navigate with
1: sentimentality? Yes. I think, first of all, never keep anything out of guilt. So if you're just keeping it because you feel guilty letting it go, it's not a good enough reason. Because for example, what you're saying is when we inherit somebody else's item, That was something that they chose to bring into their life. They chose to purchase it. They chose to bring it home. That doesn't mean that we have to choose the same thing. We're a different human with different personality, different tastes, different lifestyles, different style in our home. We don't have to carry on, you know, our relatives like for something. And we're not a bad person for letting it go because you're not throwing the person away you're not throwing the memory away. You're just throwing an item away. And, in, and we have to even think about it further down the line. For how long are we hanging on to it out of guilt? Because someday it's going to get passed on to our kids. And do we want them to hang on to all this stuff for guilty reasons? Or do we want them to feel free? I would never want my kids to hang on to something because they're afraid that I would be upset if they didn't love it as much as I did.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love all that advice. And I also say that if you are going to keep something, you should always display it or use it up. Make sure it's something that you're thinking of. I mean, if it's your mom's jewelry, you're not going to display or wear all of the pieces. So choose a special piece. And then again, if if you, if you really are having a hard time detaching the memory and the person, because that is a reality, but I like specifically you saying that you don't want to pass down that guilt to your child and because then it just becomes this thing. It's like, okay, why are we keeping these things within generations of humans? That's kind of strange. Yes. Yes.
1: And I deal with clients all the time that struggle with that. They'll Mm -hmm. inherit something, you know, and I'll say, well, do you love this? Like, no. And they're actually have this look on their face Mm -hmm. that kind of just says it all to me that they are not interested in, and it's already making them feel heavy Mm -hmm. and like almost, annoyed that they are now the responsible person for this. And so when I give them permission to let go of the item that you can see, see them starting to lighten up.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So you talked a little bit about purpose. Do you have anything else to say there? Why we make
1: room purpose, or do you want to move on to possessions? Well, I think the important thing is for everyone to realize that we are all sent here with a specific set of skills, a specific personality, genetics, everything that makes us who we are very unique. And with that comes a purpose that we can fulfill here on earth, a kind of our little piece of the pie that we can do a really good job at, and we can love doing it and we can help others while we're fulfilling it. And when you realize what that is, and you start to be able to live that every day, the joy that it brings is you know, there's no comparison. You, you can't buy it in the store. You can't fill your cart at Target with this feeling. And so I really am passionate about making sure that that is the ultimate goal, not accumulating things. Because marketing companies are pushing every day to teach us and brainwash us that we need this stuff and we'll feel happier and we'll feel whole, we'll feel successful. And you can, you can have all those things, but it doesn't mean you're going to feel like feel like that for a very long time. And I always like to joke about the target five minute high, you can leave with your cart full and you can feel pretty good. You can feel pretty happy and you can feel pretty excited about that stuff. But a month, six months, five years down the road, is that stuff still filling you up and making you feel happy and firing you up on a daily basis? Probably not, but purpose does for sure.
0: Absolutely, it's that fleeting high, and I mean, you can get that from overeating. You can get that from anything in excess. Again, your target trips, all of that stuff. It, what is it really trying to fill? I don't know. I just think that we think that these things are going to fill us up and fill up our cup, and it leaves us feeling worse off
1: than beforehand. Right. Right. And having a hard time managing mm-hmm. um, too many things. It it doesn't make us feel good. Mm -hmm. It always makes us feel like we're behind. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times getting really clear on your purpose or your big why starts to make you feel like, oh, I am in control of my life. Mm -hmm. I can drive the car wherever I want to drive it. I know where I'm going. And even though it's going to take me a while to get to the end of the road, it's just excited. You're just excited that you know where you're going to end up Mm -hmm. and that you know that you're on your correct path rather than spending your you know, life wondering what that is. So I'd rather see people not put all their energy and time into things and more put it into the possibilities and the purpose that their life can be.
0: If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as lime margarita and grapefruit paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. why do we make room for possessions? This is the more tangible element I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. So I think possessions are things that we have chose or it's either you're given those possessions or you've chosen to bring them into your life. And so if you're going to have them, I do talk about stewardship in the book about, Kind of being good stewards of those things. Like why are we filling ourselves our, you know, our houses up with things if we're not willing to take care of them? A perfect example is are you really excited to purchase shoes, but then you just throw them in a pile in the mud room and they're dirty and you don't know where, where the mate is? Or, you know, you have all these books because you love books, but you're not actually reading books. So there's so many categories that I could say, but the thing about it is is to make sure that there's a a home for everything. I mean, the basics of organizing is that everything you own needs a home like things together. You want to have a visual limit. So if you have, for example, a bookshelf and you go to a yard sale this weekend and you buy 20 books, where are those new books going? If your bookshelf is full, you want to make room for them. And to be very clear about the kind of things that you want to be a steward of. So possessions, you know, I think it's like Once it gets to be exceedingly too much for you to maintain, it will make you feel overwhelmed, stressed out, all the things we know that moms feel all the time. And we can say, guess what? I don't have to be the owner of this many possessions. I can cut down on it. I don't have to take care of all this stuff anymore. I can make it simpler for my life. I can make it simpler for my schedule. And therefore I free up this new space, time, energy, and money to give to the things that actually are important to me. Maybe it's being about, you know, a more present mom. That could be your purpose this season. You're, you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to spend three days a week cleaning my stuff. I'm going to spend one day and the other two days, I'm going to be a very present mom. Absolutely. So you've given us the why, but how do we
0: enact this? I'm always asked by listeners, what are practical ways that I can just make these quick changes that can actually affect my days? So how do we make room? What are some of your best tips?
1: So it's funny you're asking that because I was just on um, a coaching call called the Created Order Neighborhood. That's one of the things that I've done on the side just to create more coaching for women to find out, okay, we know what our why is, but now how do we practice this on a daily basis? And we were talking about how there was a couple of moms in there that the summer was going to be really hectic with the kids home, but they got clear on what their vision for the summer was instead of it just happening to them. They were very clear on, I want my summer to look like this picture, this possibility. Right. And so now you have to take that schedule and you have to make it work for you. Otherwise, it's just going to be the whole summer is going to fly by and you're going to look back and say, it wasn't how I wanted to live. So I think the number one reason or the number one thing you can do is start to control your time, start to be intentional with your time and to take this plan of, okay, you know what? You know, these things that aren't working well for me in my home, maybe it's my laundry system. I'm gonna fine tune that this summer. Or maybe I have too many toys in the playroom and it's taking the kids forever to pick up when I ask them to pick up. So I'm gonna fine tune that. You have to make your space work for your lifestyle and you have to actually realize that this is not something that's gonna happen in a weekend. Creating your home in an efficient way and in a decluttered way takes time And you have to look at your schedule and say, maybe I only have an hour Mm -hmm. and I can set the timer. I can work on it for an hour. And then next week I'll set the timer on Tuesday for two hours because I have my kids at preschool and actually plan it out rather than hoping that someday this happens. If we're not intentional, it will never happen. Yes.
0: I also think at least I've noticed in my own life that within the various seasons that we've gone through as parents, we have a seven-year-old. five-year-old and a two-year-old. So I've had to reevaluate my space within all of those shifts in ages. And it's like, the toys are here now. Oh, now we don't even have a playroom. They have toys in their rooms and we're honestly outside so much. So we can probably get rid of some of this clutter. So I think that especially in the season of parenthood, that it's going to You're going to have to keep coming back to it, which I've said and and other guests have said too, but that that could overwhelm someone because they're like, oh, it's never ending. But I think the whole point is you get yourself originally to a place that you can work with and then you just come back as the seasons go. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah,
0: because that's the
1: maintenance part. Yeah. I mean, you can never not do the maintenance, but the more simpler you create it from the get-go, the easier the maintenance is. Yeah. And I think if you're a mom listening, that's just so overwhelmed with the stuff and you're like, okay, I'm going to start, you know, decluttering. I'm going to have a more minimal lifestyle. Two things that you can definitely do that will help you tremendously is do a spending freeze, meaning try not to buy anything new if you can help it while you're in this process or give yourself an expiration date. Like, okay, for the next two months, I'm on a spending freeze Um, to get caught up. Because I think one thing that's overwhelming is when moms are doing this decluttering process and they're constantly bringing in new stuff that doesn't have a home. You have to create homes for the things first. And the second thing is to just use up what you have. So many times I'll see like clients have multiple products or it could be beauty products. It could be food. It could be anything. It could be shampoo. And you're like, super overwhelmed, the amount of stuff, try to use up what you have. So there's less things in the house. Those are two little things that if you start living that way, it can make a huge dent. Absolutely. I have one last question before we wrap things up and hopefully
0: listeners don't hear the man one Boeing in the background, (laughs) but I was going to ask you what this actually has looked like in your life, because I think people, I don't know between like me and my guests, it's like, this isn't a reality for me or they don't understand, or I don't know. It just seems unattainable because you and I have been at this for so long and it definitely didn't look like this in the beginning. So I was just wondering for you, what has been the biggest challenge when it comes to making room? And we were talking about the shift in the trial, not the trail and error, but the uh, coming back and the maintenance phase, but what has been a challenge to you that may not be so 29 minute
1: mom make room, the ideal, like, you know, for me, it is when you own your own businesses, you can always be working. So I don't have a boss that tells (laughs) me when to come in and when to leave. My Mm -hmm. home office is always open. And so I think that, I, this biggest struggle for me is I'm a striver. And I've realized that over the last couple of years, and I like, I would have never admitted that before, but a striver is just like the work is never done. You're just trying to climb up the ladder, and your brain is always on to things that you want to accomplish, which is really cool. And, and it's fun and it's part of my purpose. But there's days where I'm always, you know, I'm going from a client to a coaching session in my group. And it's like, there's days where I just want to like tweak my own house. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I want, and I enjoy doing that. So it was funny. Cause I did that a couple of days ago where I realized like my bathroom underneath my, our sinks and our master bathroom was just like, you know what, this is too many products. It's stressing me out. So I just took the time to sort into different categories. So I knew how much I had like hair, makeup, nails, whatever. And I moved everything that I'm not currently using out of the bathroom into an overstock area. And that just made me feel so happy. And like, yes, this is so much, you know, more manageable. So I think for me, it's finding the time to just tweak things because when you're a busy mom, things do get out of their home. And even when you're a professional organizer for over 20 years, it still happens. Like things don't always stay perfect unless I take the time to maintain them. And I think that's the most important thing Mm -hmm. is when you get to the maintenance level, you can never ignore maintenance because it is so important. Even when you know what you're doing, you know where everything belongs, but when you're busy and you're working too much, things get out of get out of whack and you have to hit like a reset. And for me, if I don't do the, take a reset day for my own home, then I can't work well. I can't be as good of a mom. I can't be as good of a wife because I'm starting to feel that overwhelming pressure.
0: Mm -hmm. Over here in the Bowdoin household, our basement will start to get out of control. And that's something that we Uh, regardless of how often we address it, there's still things that are regularly having to, you're having to keep up with it. And my husband is the one that mainly goes down there and has organized it and really big shelves are helpful, but it's also like, okay, why are we storing these things? We actually need these things. Are we evaluating the what ifs in the future that are never going to come and we can let that element of our home get out of control. But I feel the same way. There's always work that can be done, especially with you and I have slightly different things that we're doing. Cause I don't coach people, but with social media, you want to grow that. And it's like, okay, I could make content all day. So I have to come in and make limits. And honestly, I think this is probably with anyone. If they're working in a creative realm, you just always feel like you could be doing something more, but it's like, no, there are limits. I am a mom. I am a friend. And I have these other roles that I have to fill and I want to do well at. And so that's what I'm trying to find balance in, both my home and then my personal, uh, desires and aspirations. And it, it, it is, um, I don't know. It's not easy and it is hard to set limits in life and in our homes, but you
1: can do it. You have to follow through with your boundaries that you set. Absolutely. And it's funny you say that because I hate social media. The time (laughs) it takes for me to like create a reel is so aggravating to me, but I know that I have to do it Uh and it's not something that I enjoy. So I've learned to try to like delegate that off to someone else as much as possible, because if I'm wasting time and I'm not enjoying the process, I could, I'd rather do something else for my business. Like I'd rather be speaking to a woman and helping her through an overwhelm than creating reels. And I know that's a necessary part of my business, but it does feel like it becomes clutter when it takes up too much time and we're not feeling like it's enjoyable. The other thing I would say to answer your question is, and this is the one thing that has always been my nemesis when it's comes to organizing is photos. I'm still trying to figure out what is going to be a simple system to manage all these photos because I love taking them, but it's like, they're just, it never ends. So I think that's like in my journey, I'm like, someday maybe I'll get this aha moment of this perfect way to organize photos in a system that works but I haven't found it yet.
0: (laughs) I totally think that this is a a really important conversation to have in regards to making room again, for people listening that have been practicing minimalism or trying to declutter their homes. It's something we need to come back to because I can go in my basement and be like, Whoa, what happened down here? And I've been trying to live this way for years. So I appreciate you being here, but where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you online or grab a copy
1: of your new book? Yeah. So my website's jenniferfordberry.com. It's Ford like the truck, Berry like the fruit. So it's super easy to remember. And I'm on social media under Jennifer Ford, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, Pinterest, all of that. I'm actually under organized now on Pinterest because that was the first series of books I put out or called organized now. So make room um, is on, you know, anywhere books are sold, including Christian bookstores this time. So it's just a really inspiring book. And I wrote it because I want people to realize that life is so much more than the stuff that you own. And that when you're gone, nobody's going to talk about, you know, how many pairs of shoes you had in your closet. They're going to talk about the memories, the time you spent, what you did with the, you know, the days you were given. And I think that if we can remember that we can stay more intentional and more present and not feel so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm, absolutely,
0: I'm just imagining someone at a funeral going up and speaking about the person, and they're like, "I love this shoe
1: collection." Yeah, I bet that does happen. They might love the shoes, but they're not going to talk about how many shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I see people just spending so much time on a category like shoes, and mm-hmm. it's for what? Well, as we wrap things up here. I ask
0: everyone two questions. The first one is what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the
1: listeners? Oh my gosh, there's so many, but I do love Trello just for kind of a brain dump of all the things I want to do, but I don't have to do them like right now, but I do want to get them written down and pull from that list a little at a time. Um, I use it for like my big master lists for books, projects, businesses, everything.
0: I feel like one other person has mentioned that on the
1: podcast. I just logged into it right now. So this is, what is it exactly? Task management and you get to share it with other people. So for me, If I have, um, you know, different guests I want to have on the podcast someday, then I just put it in there and my assistant, I can share it with her and she'll know, okay, these are people that we want to do. So it's like, if you have anybody else working with you, it's very helpful because it keeps you on the same page. And it's better than writing things down and losing it and writing it again, you know, and then nobody else can see it. So I do love it. It just basically is a task management software program. And there is a free you can do a free version or a paid version.
0: And I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, oh, I'm not paying for this. I am a cheapskate. Um, <laughs> no, I don't pay for it.
1: It's free. Don't? No. Why
0: is no. it Charge me. You'll have
1: to look through, but I definitely. Oh, start
0: like without it. free trial. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool.
1: Based on like the bigger your. The bigger your team wanting- is. Okay.
0: Yeah. My team is me. So I think I need the free. Yeah.
1: free yes. Version. you definitely need a free version. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, lastly, what is something that you can't stop talking about? And this could be something fun, a show that you like, a food that you've loved, whatever, fill in the blank.
1: Oh man. I think if you were in my personal life, I just, Mm -hmm. we go back and forth between New York and Florida. My daughter's in goes to college down in Tampa. So I'm always talking about like my next trip to see her because I'm obsessed with the beach and Warm weather, and I mostly live my life in cold weather. So I'm usually talking about getting back to the beach, and I'm always t- saying my girl needs me. That's my excuse. <laughs> that's what I tell my husband. <laughs> I think that, that
0: is a great bow tie on this conversation with you because you and I, before we jumped on the call, were talking about hot weather and how I am not not a fan, and you are, and now yes. we're ending on that note as well. So that's hilarious. So funny. Like you were
1: talking about humidity. It was yes. so humid last week in Florida and I didn't even care. I was like, I love it because it's so cold most of the time in New York.
0: But see, I love sweaters. I love a good coat. My hair does better in the cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> I have really big hair and it, me just, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say you have pretty big hair too. And I just don't, it's unmanageable. Uh, so I just keep me in the snow, keep me in the Autumn, yeah.
1: that's where I thrive. I'm but. like the exact opposite. Give me a sundress. I don't <laughs> want to wear a heavy layer of clothing. We are the same, but we are different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Love it. it. Jennifer, thank you so much again for joining me today. This was great.
1: Thanks for having me, Diane. I really appreciate it.
0: What did you think of the episode? If you enjoyed this conversation, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review is the best way you can help this podcast continue to succeed and grow. Again, thank you to everyone who supports The Minimalist Moms by listening, leaving those rating and reviews, or following along on social media at Minimalist Moms Podcast. As always, I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com, and there you can find links to the Instagram account, my Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.